No, we are not having this conversation. I'm giving that conversation. No. Welcome to Gamble's Green Room. I'm your host, Mike Gamble, bringing you the people you need to know with the stories you want to hear. We are celebrating one year of podcasting what's up what's up what's up thank you to all of you that have been listening so far thank you to all of you that are joining i'm looking forward to bringing you more and more people for you to find out just who they are but today i am joined by there's no other person that i could actually do this episode with uh this woman uh she was the leading lady of rennie harris pure movement She was the leading lady of hip-hop in Philadelphia. She was the co-founder of Montage Performing Arts Company, all-female-led dance company in Philly. Uh, She's been working, she's been the leading lady of hip-hop teaching at the, on the university level in the U.S. She's been at the University of Arts in Philly. She's been at Drexel University in Philly. She was at Hope College in Michigan, where she also co-founded the H2 Dance Company. Uh, She's currently at Point Park University in Pittsburgh, where she's an assistant professor there and on track to be tenure. What? What? Is that my nephew, Dior? That's so funny. (laughs) Uh... She has, she was the leading lady on tour with Jill Scott, which was actually the only lady on tour with Jill Scott, who was requested by Jill Scott during her <laughs> big, beautiful tour. I'm just saying. Uh, and she is the reason why Gamble is Gamble today. She is my best friend. Uh, I owe so much to this woman. You've heard her name come up in almost every single conversation that we've had so far. Give it up for Miss Crystal Frazier in the house. Miss Chris Styles, MG Styles, and Chris Styles in the house. Sorry about that. My nephew is her cat Dior, who literally (laughs) just popped up. Like anytime we talk on the phone or like (laughs) like FaceTime or something, he got to come up. He's like, "What's up? What's up, D? How you doing, little nephew?" He has to make an appearance. Absolutely. Okay. What up, Chris? What up, homie? Hi, Gamble. I'm so excited to be a part of this on your one year anniversary. I can't believe it. Yo, I can't believe it. And it's all because of you. Oh, don't say that. Billy days. (laughs) Yo, so. The good old days. So, you know, if you've been listening, you know, there's a bunch of stories that come up. I don't know how we're going to do this episode because we (laughs) have. So much shit we could talk about, but we're going to see, you know, we're going to take it. We're going to take it in stride and see where we go. I don't know where, I don't know where we're going to go because we're just going to see what's happened. So yeah. What up, dude? Let's start in Philly. Yeah, let's start. Let's start. Okay. Let's start in Philly. You're originally from Jersey, but we rep yes, in Philly. Yes, born and raised in New Jersey. Yes. I say I'm from Philly because of... That's where my career took off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all began in Jersey. Like most people, when it comes to hip hop, we learned it on the streets when we didn't know it was hip hop. Um, so we would, as soon as we would watch a video, we would all go outside with the boom box and make up eight counts of the dance we saw in videos. Um, on top of that, where I'm from in Jersey, uh, there was a breaking crew called the Floor Invaders. And you know, when you think of breaking when you're young, you're just like, yeah, they just do this thing. They pull out a mat and they go, <laughs> <You know? laughs> they bring out the cardboard or whatever it is. Um, 
But um, quote unquote, I always say my middle school boyfriend was a uh, floor invader. He was a B-boy. So one day my sister took me to one of their practice session. And that was actually my first time getting into a cipher and not even knowing what a cipher was. It was just a circle. And I would jump in. And I always started with the mine because I would do my bridge. I would go into a back bend. And then I would do my fake out six step. And, and I wasn't doing freezes, but I would do like, and then I would do the worm. I would kick the worm and then get up and bust a moonwalk to exit out. So that was kind of like my little... Stop. Don't be talking about my little freestyle. But then no, I didn't know I I'm laughing because I can literally see you doing this. Because <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, we've done some stupid shit like that. <laughs> I got to say the beauty out of that was the dance studio I came up in is where I started dancing like technique westernized uh, forms, uh-huh. dance forms. Um, so when I went to do my first jazz solo, I asked my dance teacher, I did jam on it. I wanted to do jam on it. Hey, yes. And I was like, can I do the six step? <laughs> I was like, can I do a six step? Can I do a worm? You know, and she was open to it. So I did the worm. I did the six step. I did what we call back then. We would call it moonwalk before I knew it was called a back glide. You know, I did my waves. Like she allowed me to do all that before I went into my pot of berets and double turns. So <laughs> I was appreciative to her to allow me to bring hip hop movement into mm-hmm. my jazz dance. Cause you know, most jazz teachers would be like, nah, right. <laughs> you know, we're not doing that. <laughs> we don't that. do that here. Yes. That's we don't do that. Yeah. How old were you? I was nine or 10. Okay. I want to say it was around there because my outfit which I didn't know was a locker's outfit. So I was pretty much set up. I feel like this was all stepping stones to where I am today. Because my outfit was black knickers Mm. to my knees. I had red and white socks that came up to my knees. I had, okay, I had the sequin suspenders that were red (laughs) and a white crop top. But the the pants came up high up above my waist. And I had the um, apple bottom hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, it was red. It was black and white checkers. Yeah, she already had me set up. <laughs> but I had white jazz shoes. Don't talk about them. Mm, you the wait, old school wait, white jazz wait, shoes. Wait, wait, wait. You had, <laughs> you had that outfit on with white jazz shoes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have gra- the picture gra- somewhere. Granted, granted, you were about <laughs> to do a jazz routine, but homie. What white jazz shoes. And I had a uh, um, bandana around my neck. I think that was checker too. You yeah. were hardcore set for the for the jazz shoes. They yes. <laughs> but that's where it all began and then Yo. it just took off. So how did you get into so I'm just going fast forward. How did you get so you went did you go to University Arts as well? Yes, I went to University Arts for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I left my junior year is when I left and that's when I got, well, I met Rennie a little bit before that, but that's when I began touring. It was about um, my first semester junior year at UArts mm-hmm. is when I kind of like stepped away and then um, started dancing for Rennie. But I started with uh, Michelle Bird, who is Michelle Bird McPhee, who runs mm-hmm. Ladies of Hip Hop. Um, who was also your co-founder, co-founder of Montage. Montage with you. Yes. <laughs> Um, I grew up with her. I always hung out with her sister in school and she knew I danced and we always do these. Her mom would have fashion shows. So we would choreograph dances together. Then she started telling me about clubs 
So that's when I started going to clubs when they would have the 18 and over, whatever it was, the young night, whatever the young night was. So that's when I started being open up to um, club dancing. And that's when we do, I know you can't see it on podcasts, but you would do the old school club dances. (laughs) So (laughs) there was like all these little dances that everybody did together. And then that gradually went into, that was a club in Jersey. Then I gradually went to pulsations which was like in Westchester, mm-hmm. um, which is where I met most of uh, Rennie's dancers, Rennie Harris pre-movement. A lot of their dancers were there. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, what is this they're doing? And that's when I learned about house dancing. So I would just watch and have somebody like Michelle would come over and teach me a move and I would go to my own corner and practice. And then I would come back and watch them in a circle. And then I would go and practice my own moves until eventually... I jumped out in the cipher and um, started doing house movement. And most of that was like pot and stuff like that because it was connected to jazz and mm-hmm. ballet, what I was learning in the dance studio. So that's what opened my eyes up to house dancing. And it grew from there because it was Les, Cricket, Clyde, Brandon, all of those were there. Dwayne and his brother, they were all there. Joey, all of them were there. So that's how I met RHPM dancers. And then by me meeting Cricket at the clubs, he was at UArts with me. Uh-huh. So he was at UArts doing illustration or he was in the art department. So by him and I connected, because he would always knock on my door for popcorn. <laughs> then one day he was like, oh, he's like, I have a performance. You should come. And that's when I saw Rennie Harris pre-movement perform. And I was like, where are the females? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was all men. And I was like, where are the females? And then long and behold, there were females, but a lot of them didn't perform with the company at shows. Mm -hmm. So every time I would see Rennie, I call this my audition. Every time I would see Rennie at a club, I would go up and dance with him in freestyle and be like, when are you going to bring females into the company? And he'd be like, okay, you know, whatever. And he would just still dance with me until finally one day I got the phone call. And he was like, come to rehearsal and learn P-Funk. What? And, yes, and that's my first time learning locking. And my arms look like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this with the wrist roll? Like, I don't understand. But within time, my body understood it more when he started doing Ill Delph Legends mm. and like Sugar Pop and all of them. And Don uh, Don Campbell was coming. I should say Campbell locking. That's when I learned Campbell locking. Mm. Um and then that's when I the training started to get deeper in and being with Monsell and so forth. Um, my locking training be, got stronger. My popping is weak. <laughs> but if you give me a popping routine, I'm going to kill it. And you're going to think I've been popping all my life. But if you ask me to freestyle, it's not sexy. <laughs> well, you was doing the waves when you was nine on stage in your white yeah. jazz sneakers with the... <laughs> And just like I'm doing it now, I'm killing yeah. it. <laughs> but let me, you teach me a routine. I'm gonna be like, I got the facial expressions. I look like, pow, pow, pow. You know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love learning popping routines. I just can't freestyle. It's one of my breaking and and popping is my weakest link. What whacking? You I do so I much. So. You do I mean, so much. You do so much breaking footwork with some of your choreos, though. Yeah, but like hardcore breaking, like busting, like, like, yeah, no, I'm not doing power moves. 
But you don't I have to do power. To you don't have to be a power no. mover to do breaking. That's like most I can rock up top. Yeah. But that's most, most, you know, this, all of our friends who are like elite breakers are like, I don't care about the power moves. I want to know if you can, yeah. I, I want to know if you can rock. I want to know if you can get down. Yeah, I, I can dance up top. Yeah. Mm. I can get down with that. But the floor, especially now in the knees, <laughs> ooh, the older you get. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be wondering how people that are older than me still going to the floor. I'm like, how my knees hurt. They crack. It, and that's, <laughs> and Rennie Harris is where you met Jules, right? Yes. When um, it was later, I think it was like a year or two after I was in a company, then Jules, Lex, and this girl, Finesse, came in. All Well, Jules and Finesse were the B-girls, and Lex, Lexa was just more like all around, Yeah, pretty much. She was like your hip-hop house dancer. Yeah, and then they, I, that's when Roman Jules began. Yeah, I was just talking to Jules uh, another episode, and she was saying... She found she saw Rennie when he came and did a show and she did the same thing. She was like, it's all dude. I want to be there. <laughs> and then yeah. this chick picked up and moved from Colorado to Philly just to train with Rennie. Like what the. Isn't that crazy? So you yeah. were the first lady of Rennie Harris Pure Movement. Uh, that's what they said officially, like with people seeing a female on stage. On with stage them. with the company. Like you said, they were there before, yes. but you were the first For one on stage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, legendary. Yeah. What up, legendary? <laughs> that's how that's how me and my peoples do. We change the game. Crazy. Just say, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. And then, what? How did you and Michelle get into starting montage? Wow. So I was dancing for Runny for a while, performing, and then. Um, Actually, it was one day in the club. Michelle just walked up on me and was like, yo, I'm trying to start an all-female company. And I was like, okay, just let me know. I thought, I didn't think I was going to be a co-founder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be a dancer like everybody else in the company. And next thing I know, she was like, yes, yeah, so you can choreograph and, you know, create three teas. And I was like, oh, okay, like, sure. All right, let's do it. And it kind of just fell into my lap that way. And, um, Next thing you know, it took off. Yes, it did. It's, it's insane because, you know, we really wanted something for females because not saying that Rennie didn't have females in the company. Obviously, he did. But we wanted something that rep- represented all females, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted people who just, you know, have the love for dance and for hip hop culture um, and give that because there wasn't a lot of... Um, I want to say avenues or doors opening for women like that mm-hmm. um, in the hip hop community. So we wanted to bring that to them, especially the way things are shifting um, to have females be represented correctly mm-hmm. and not sexualized. Right. So um, yeah, we started bringing the company together. It was huge. I feel like the first round must've been like, yo, we was like a squad. It was like, first <laughs> It was way too many, <laughs> but it was great, you know, to have the opportunity to show us. People were um, learning about us. People still ask about montage to this day. Um, even like we would have sessions where we brought Monsell and Terry and other um, pioneers in the hip hop community to come and train the females. Tweety as well was one of them. Um, just opening up a lot of doors for us. Um, 
also, you know, we started to find our ways more into the gender session mm-hmm. where people were focusing more on a female gender body. Um, they would have us come in and speak or to do lectures um, to be able to go and perform in Bermuda. I think we did that two years in a row. Um, I dipped out and moved to LA with you, but they went to Vegas and done shows um, and did shows for artists and Adidas and Nike. Like we were doing some really great, some really great things with Montage, which branched into Ladies of Hip Hop, right? Um, which Michelle started in Philadelphia. And then once we came to the conclusion to kind of um, put a pause on Montage, she kept moving with Ladies of Hip Hop, which now is pushed to New York, mm-hmm. which is in New York and also in L.A. So now they're by coastal. Oh, wait, what? When and did that I, happen? Um, Jackie and Lee started bringing Ladies of Hip Hop to L.A. Um, Versus Style, I think, so sponsors it. Mm-hmm. And they bring the festival to L.A. too. So now they do it in L.A. And New York. Dope. I think it's continuously. And I think she, all, I want to, I might be lying that she did it in Australia, but she did it in another country. She did go to another country. It might have been Japan. Don't give me the lie. Yeah. But she did do Ladies of <laughs> Hip Hop in another country. Yeah. So that's also growing too. That, um, you know, I try to go and still continue to support, but mm-hmm. now my calendar is just bumping heads with it, which sucks. But oh, I like- love Michelle. And what she is doing for women in the culture. Mm-hmm. And she's con- constantly just opening up doors and going in different directions, which is beautiful. When, what year did you start Montage? That was October 98. And it lasts, I want to say, eight to 10 years Yeah, before we put a pause to it. Yeah. Crazy. And we talk about it. We always talk about a reunion. We always talk about so it. So make it happen, it's, especially now that you're back on the East Coast. I know. I think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of all of us getting together. You know, I'm down to come back for I, I had a little stand right. as like your stage manager a little bit of time. Remember our first show? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you helped us out in our first show. Yeah. That was a good show because even though we um, are based in hip hop, we still open the door to tap Mm-hmm. or um, modern contemporary movement as well. So, yeah. yeah. That's right, Gamble. You were at our first show helping us out. You know, hey. I, I'm just saying, you know, family. <laughs> yes. So Absolutely then there's so. another company in there, but Koresh, how did you get linked up with Koresh? Koresh was through, okay, so Rennie started teaching at Koresh. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Rodney Mason. And I'm trying to think, was Rodney before me? And then I think I started teaching after Rodney. So then I started teaching at Koresh for, I would say, 10 years as the studio. As That was my first studio teaching at. That was a walk-in studio. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like people prepaid to come. It was just they came when they felt like it. So, um, yeah, my classes would be packed, no and which shit. would be nice about it. <laughs> It, the nice thing about it was that once it got to a certain amount of people, I would get a dollar, two dollars a head extra, which mm. was also nice about it. So, yeah, I spent about eight, 10 years will also help build my name in Philadelphia um, because people will be on the news talking and they'd be like, and I did an episode with somebody else and they'll be like, yeah, I took Crystal's class at Koresh. And I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> I had a newscaster in my class and I didn't even know. So then it would build opportunities that way through other dance studios 
or whether it was people through the news network and knowing about montage and bringing them on to Fox News or whatever the case would be, um, it was helping me build a bridge with other people and linking up with them as well as with adding Rennie's name to that. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't realizing the weight of his name being on my resume was just opening up even more doors and being a black female um, in hip hop culture in Philadelphia was mm. also helping opening those doors. And you literally, you literally were the leading teacher of the studio circuit in Philly. Like you're the re- like in center city, Philly, it was your class. <laughs> yeah. Like there were a few, but it was literally your class. And yo, these class. I remember one day it was the, it was when uh, Koresh was above Wawa on 22nd yes. chestnut that yes. the floor, the floor was wet. Cause it was so oh my hot because the windows, like, you know, if you've sweet. ever taken a dance class and it gets hot and sweaty and like the windows fog up and the mirrors get fogged up, yo, the floor was wet because oh it gosh. was so moist in the studio. It really was. It really was. You would look at the windows like, I can't see. Is it raining? Yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't look at the damn mirror either because the mirrors were smoked up. <laughs> That's true. Too. I do remember, I do remember your, uh. Christina Aguilera, uh, oh my gosh. dirty. I wish I could find that video. I think you, I think you lost it when you were doing, when you were at Paramount and you were trying I think to, I was get, trying to, yeah, you were trying to digitalize all your tapes and you never got a bunch of them back. Cause there was a bunch of routines that we did. And that was one of yes. them. Yes. Yes. And I don't have it. That sucks. It's crazy how technology changes so fast. Yeah. Right, yo, but you used to have, you always had your camera. So you had the uh, the high eight camera with you, the little old. <laughs> uh, I had to buy my little mini D- DVs or whatever they're called, the little tapes. Do you remember? My God, do you remember yes. your flip? The little it was the little camera yes. that had the first yes. USB that stuck out. It took like a megapixel per frame. <laughs> Literally, that we had back then, and then the days we would go back to somebody's house and watch class. Ah, uh, yo, that was. That was a thing. Yo, that was a thing. Like, yo, yo, yo. So we going over, it was either we went to Sammy's place, we went to your yes. place or like yes. or somebody. And it was just like, yo, so plug it in, plug it into the TV. Let's watch. So, and then we would just class. sit there and talk <laughs> about it. Ah, uh, dude. Really? That, so I was told, and everybody I've talked to, I'm like, that was the golden era of dance. Probably because I'm, we're not in it anymore. But right. even when we go to, even if I go to a class now, it's not the same vibe. Like, that's how I met. I, that's how I met you. That's how I met Sammy. That's how I got into the Koresh family. That's how I met Rennie. Like right. it was, that's how I met Ginger. Well, no, I met Ginger, uh, uh, Mandy. I met her from the Sixers, uh, okay. when I auditioned for the Sixers and I was working for the Sixers. Uh, but yeah, it was like, we all hung out. Like we made a family. Yes, like, we did. That's how it was. And then when Jess and Diane joined your company, joined Montage, cause we were at Drexel together. That's right. when we got closer. Like we knew each other, yes. but then somehow we got closer. And then it was just me, then me, you, and Sammy. Yo, yep. yo, do you remember? Do you remember? Was it Quay? Tway? What was his name? The oh, the, the the show that we did at the Wilma oh, with, with with Alma. Alma, check your batteries. We were rehearsing yes. that sweat. <laughs> yeah. That poor show. This show. Oh my gosh. 
I try to put that one way back. Yeah. In my memory, that show. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm Rehearsing at Sweat on 24th and Walnut in the studio. And Sammy, you see. <laughs> Crystal and Gamble, could y'all shut up, please? <laughs> we stay getting in trouble. We had to step. Yo, listen, I was dance captain because I listen, I was like, Sammy, the count's one, two, and three. It's not one, two, it's one, two, and three. Step on five. Mike, what was it? Mike, Crystal, Michael. <laughs> Gamble, y'all please. Gamble, what was the count? <laughs> right, right. We was steady acting up in rehearsal. Sammy used to get so mad, but we had to stop. But listen, that's the only reason why we could do that. I'm saying, I might mess up in rehearsal, but when I got on that stage, I knew to stop. Like, listen, it was click, click, bang, 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 bang. We got it. Show done. So speaking of the Sixers, how did you get? Oh, yes. So you choreographed for the Sixers dance team. She's an NBA dance team choreographer as well, as well as an NFL choreographer and adjudicator for the Eagles cheerleading uh, auditions and stuff. But how did you get hooked up with Debbie? Her name was Debbie Appalucci or her name is Debbie Appalucci. She was the uh, director of the Sixers dance team. I know she had touch of class. Yeah. Yeah. Still do. She's still there. I don't. I think now that the other Debbie runs it, community. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she's still, you know, part of it. Yeah, I Damn. love her. Love her. Um, that all came through Koresh. A lot of the Sixers, like you said, I was the only one really teaching hip hop that was a walk-in studio. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Sixers dancers would come and take class, and um, which is how I met Ginger, aka Mandy. Mandy. Um, and she was the one who put my name in to choreograph. And that's how I met Debbie Avalucci and the whole thing just came together. And I think not only did I did the Sixers, I did the pre-pro team and the junior team. So I made my way choreographing all the team, <laughs> all the teams for the Sixers, which was beautiful. And that was my first experience choreographing something that had all four corners. Because, you know, we're always used to frontal. There's yeah. just this front stage. So that was definitely a challenge, how to learn, how to create formation so that the entire audience is being entertained. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I appreciate that very much to have that experience. And that's one of the things I love about myself, I guess I could say, is that, you know, blessed that my mother um, was open to put me in things so not only did I dance at a dance studio, I was also in pageants and ran from Miss New Jersey, which is crazy. Um, oh yeah, she's, but- a, she's, a, she's a beauty queen as well. Just so <laughs> I didn't mention that, but yeah, she's a beauty queen as well. <laughs> so having that open doors, being in pageants and meeting people from all over the place also opened doors for me to do other things like judging at competitions or hey crystal can you come here and set a piece over here for this studio it has opened doors in other ways as well being in pageants as well so yeah to be able to tap into different things and not stay just in the hip-hop community but to tap into the nba nfl world and to tap into the dance competition world the convention world and whatever other world i jump into um, I think it's awesome to be able to tap in all in all of that and not stay 
um, stagnant. I try to really use what I learned at UArts and what I've been trained in. Like, why waste that money and only, you know, I believe in everybody should stay in their lane, but mm-hmm. I can teach tap. I can teach jazz. I can teach a Afro um, fusion class. You know, I can blend those things together. So, And you do. <laughs> yeah, because if it's my work personally that I choreograph, my movement is in that Afro modern um, hip hop dance rem and the hip hop dance forms. So I know my basis is coming out of those three. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I learned yeah. from you. And that's why my movement is like that as well, because it's just, <laughs> yo, you, your vocabulary, your body is your vocabulary. Use what you got. And no one can, no one can replicate what you do in terms of work wise. No one thinks like we do. So it's just. No. This is what I feel. This is how music speaks to me. This is how, this is how we roll. This is it, how we do. Hey, <laughs> hey, And also, um, being with Rennie, training with there was what eight men or seven men. This is when Rennie was dancing. When I was with RHPN, I've mm. been with RHPNs what fifteen years, sixteen years. It's a many, a lot of years. Um, but when I started with Rennie, I was the only female. So training with them was a whole nother level. It was a whole nother level of energy. And the fact that, and I honor him for this, um, that Rennie never watered down anything because I was a woman in a mm-hmm. company. Um, so to be pushed on that level, to be able to battle if I needed to against men is due to that. And then when I got with montage, I was coming in with all this masculine energy that I forgot that I was feminine. Mm. So montage brought that feminine side back to me. So then I was able to bring the masculine and femininity together within my movement because I didn't realize how aggressive. Well, I don't want to say aggressive, but my the Intense. way I dance is very mad. Yeah, I wasn't whining and being sexy and doing like. At that time, we would call it reggae. Mm. I wasn't really into that. I was all about like, yeah, huh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> there was no like tip, tap, tippity, tap. Ooh, watch me go. There wasn't none of that until I got back with Montage. I love how the and vocals like, changed as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I was like, right, I'm a woman. Where's my feminine side? Because all I ever saw and what I was training was men. So I was basing my movement and energy in a masculine way than if I would have saw, like when I saw Marjorie mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, that's how a woman's supposed to move. You know what I mean? Like right. I get it now. Now I can soften up, you know? So mm. those two changes were definitely drastic in my life. So going to fast forward a little bit because you recently got your master's in choreography from Jacksonville University. And yeah. right, she got MFA, y'all. <laughs> Clean up in here. Uh, yes. But you were, you not that you focused, but it was part of uh, your thesis was gender studies about female and hip hop. Yes. Yeah. So it was, oh, you got me really thinking now. <laughs> what is my thesis? Oh my God, this is real. Um, female perspective on hip hop culture, dance street, hip hop street dance. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting my thesis. It's okay. But it was a female perspective <laughs> on um, the hip hop dance culture. And speaking on, um, I would interview several uh, female dancers 
that I know, either B-girls or house dancers, poppers, um, or freestylers. And what it, the base of it came about me dancing with Rennie and being the only female along with eight males, mm-hmm. um, which opened, which this opened up to my thesis. And so I would interview women to hear their thoughts um, and their perspective on being trained by men or when they're battling and they say, oh, she's good for a female, you know, those mm. type of comments. Um, that's what I wanted to touch base on. If they were looking at popping or breaking as a masculine um, dance form versus being open up to females and how hard it was for females to get respect from B-boys um, to, to get that A-OK, like, yeah, you got respect. You know, they give you your, your B-girl name and you go on about your way. And how from there, going from breaking to locking, and then you have your social dances in house where it felt more open. House mm-hmm. was open to everyone because you're talking about um, the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. but we would just say the gay community or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, it was very open. There wasn't no, like, you had to be masculine or feminine. It mm-hmm. was what you brought into the to the space. So where house to me is genderless, mm-hmm. where I feel like, and some people will argue with this with me. I feel like breaking is more masculine. I feel like locking can be more masculine, but you are adding hip stuff to it. And same thing with popping, even though these are all also social dances, mm-hmm. you know, and coming from the Latin era. So, which engages the hips as yeah. well. So, but I feel like out of the dance farms, um, house is the one that's genderless, which the name of my piece was called Gliss, uh, G-L-S-S, short for genderless. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole perspective of it when I create my work was how do you view a dancing body? Mm-hmm. So I used the projection to hide what the gender was and you were only viewing the dance through shadows. So does that change your eye when you watch a person dance, when you just see a dancing body and then when I reveal the dancing bodies, are you like, oh, they're good as a girl? Do you go back to saying the things that you say? Oh, she's good as a girl. Wow, that guy, you know, or do you just say like, wow, these dancers, you know, do you change your vocabulary and how you view dance? Because mm-hmm. it happens. And I sometimes catch myself saying something and I'm like, wow, that female. And I'm like, no, 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 don't say that. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, Jewel said the same thing. Uh, and uh, I think it was Rodney that she was saying uh, was training when she, w- when she was training with Rennie about mm-hmm. like, you have to dance more masculine as a B girl. Like you can't do it. And she was like, that was just the time. And it's no, it's no, at, like, it wasn't like he was trying to beat me down about it, but right. he was right. Like for, for me to get the me as Jules to get the respect, I had to go hard into it. So that they right. couldn't say, oh, you're good for a girl. She literally said those words that you just said. And that's a whole, wow. and you know, with, with me uh, in heels, it's the same, it's the same counter perspective of mm-hmm. like, wait, but you're a guy. Why are you in heels? Are you? And it's like, but exactly, I'm a dancer, so I can do any style. And the fact that I can use, I can utilize that as a tool for me, mm-hmm. like, the fact that it messes you up means it's something that you have to deal with, not me. 
Exactly. It's that perspective. Exactly. I remember uh, at Debbie Reynolds in LA, uh, it was, I think it was the 30th anniversary show. It was one of their showcases. And I was supposed to, I was choreographing a burlesque heels piece and I had three girls and one ended up booking a job. So I jumped into it just cause it was easier for me to do it. Cause I knew it was my work. Right. And I, I remember what, I remember who it was, but I'm not going to say names, but a bunch of dudes were just like, yo, no homo, but I couldn't stop looking at you. And I was like, then I did my job because that's what the piece is. Exactly. It's about performing. And they're like, yeah, but dude, like I couldn't even look at the girls. It's like, right. Because I'm a dancer and that like I perform. So you're supposed to look at me and it's not about sexuality. It's about dance. It's about using your body to tell a story. It's about using exactly. movement to get it across. But we have, so as you said, we have these, what do you want to call them? I, I don't even, I don't want to call them prejudices. Although that's what they are, but it's biases. not prejudice. It's biases. There we go. Yes. About what a guy dancing. And we're going to get into this when we go, when we move to LA about what you had to look like as oh a God. dancer, when you're in audition, like your body size, like me as I'm not the biggest guy. I've said this before, but <laughs> I could outdance most people, but they got, they got the job because they were more masculine. They were bigger. exactly. But, oh, you know, times are changing a little bit. Thank God. Still, we, we still, we're still working on it, but yes, they're, the, but but they're running onto up. the better side of it. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just happy. Yeah. And I'm happy. And I know we haven't gotten there yet, but I'm just happy for those who are in the place at universities or academia or whatever is high schools to be able to educate these kids on culture mm-hmm. because they're just seeing these videos and they think it's hip hop until you get them in class and start breaking it down and breaking down the history of it. And they're like, it's a whole nother level. Yeah. It's a whole new world. So, you know, let's jump into it. Now, now that you okay. brought up, now that you brought up the universities. Okay. So, you were, you were at, after you left, after you left University of Arts and went on tour with uh, Renny, you started teaching at University Arts. Yeah. You were teaching at the Rock School, the Performing yes. Arts High School in Philly. Yes. You were at Drex University in Philly for a bit. And I was at that other, what's the other school? Oh my God. Bryn Mawr. Bryn Mawr. Bryn Mawr? Yeah. Yeah. Bryn Mawr. So how did wow. you, which one? <laughs> I said, wow, <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking about it. I know. Right. So then how did you, how did you, what was your progression into the university level and bringing hip hop and jazz into that? Because, you know, getting hip hop into the universities wasn't a thing, as we said, because they weren't about that life yet. No. And it's funny because I always, my dream was, I thought I was going to be on Broadway. (laughs) Let's start there. (laughs) I really thought I was going to be on Broadway, kickball changing and singing seven days a week. Um, And then Rennie Harris came into my life. Um, (laughs) I was like, okay, Broadway is out the picture. I can't (laughs) sing anymore. So um, yeah, it actually happened after LA. So once we Ah. came back from LA, um, Monsell was teaching hip hop at Mm. UArts. Um, and then I don't know if he left for another job. I got a phone call from my jazz professor, uh, Wayne St. David. I thought I was subbing for Monsell. So when I got to UArts, 
And everybody was like, congratulations. I was like, why? What, what happened? And, they're like, oh. <laughs> and they were like, on your class. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm here subbing for Monsell. They're like, no, it's your class. This is yours. And I was like, wait, what? So that's how that happened. Oh. I didn't know it was a job. I literally thought I was only there for a day or two to subclasses. So the class was called Styles of Jazz, which I liked in a way because even though I teach true authentic hip hop, or as Rennie would say, proper hip hop, mm -hmm. um, or hip hop proper, I have a habit of saying things backwards. Um, <laughs> I also taught, if you want to call it Styles of Jazz, jazz funk. Mm. street jazz, LA jazz, whatever you want to call it, choreography, mm. whatever, videography, whatever. <laughs> so I kind of like that the, the title of the class was kind of open because it gave me that room to jump around. Mm -hmm. So as that process happened, I was just teaching class because this was all young. I don't know the process. So it wasn't until a couple of years in then I started to show documentaries and started opening up that door mm -hmm. to educate them a little bit more. I would share a little pieces of the culture, but I wasn't digging deep enough. Mm -hmm. But I always taught my classes as an intro to everything, an intro to house, intro to social dances. Um, I would probably bring somebody in to teach breaking. So it'd be like an intro. Bring, like I wanted to introduce them to all dance forms under the umbrella hip-hop or mm. what is considered under the hip-hop umbrella the hip-hop dance forms umbrella um so that if they went to a class or an, to an audition they will be able to recognize where this movement come from and mm. where it sits in a body mm. um so the beauty of it was that my students hated house but once they got done school, they would go to New York and take, they were like, oh my God, I took a house class. I love it. I'm so glad you, and I'm like, but you hated it when I taught it. <laughs> but to hear like people would come back and like, oh, I did, um, uh, what's in Vegas? Oh my gosh. Why am I drawing a name on, on them that have all the shows? They would go to Cirque auditions. And when I started bringing, started bringing hip hop in there, like, it's because of you, I learned locking. I was able to do this audition. So it was telling me like, okay, I need to branch out more. They need to really understand the history and the culture. So from UART to Bryn Mawr and all that, that was my early stages of this straight, straight teaching choreography until the end of, I think I was at UART for six, eight years before I left and went to Michigan to Hope College. Um, and uh, that's when I really started digging deep in like giving paperwork filling out forms, like watching movies and, and writing the the answers to the questions. Um, I was showed on the freshest kids. Um, then now that Monsell opened up his stuff, I showed um, everything remains raw. Mm -hmm. And there's another one that I show of his, I can't think of the name of it, um, that I, I show of his as well. Um, now uh, Uprooted, jazz, mm -hmm. the, uh, the jazz documentary, I show that because you know, African jazz, all of that is, it's all connected. It's mm -hmm. one big tap, all of that. So when I show them these documentaries, and you know, I show them docu documentaries where I check your body at the door, anything I can find on Campbell locking mm -hmm. um, to Tony Basil, I try to open up the doors to all of this. So even with um, Paris's Bernie or anything I can find on Vogue and Whacking, 
because I believe in showing documentaries also in um, dance forms, I don't feel comfortable teaching Mm -hmm. because I didn't train enough or have enough history or knowledge on it. So like I will show them voguing or crumping or open, you know, showing them other dance forms, Mm -hmm. but I can see how much it has brought a light bulb into their brains, especially now going to Point Park after leaving 18 years at Hope College and now being at Point Park where now I'm not. After how many years? Did you say 18? Eight. Oh, eight. I was like, yeah, (laughs) I know. I put a lot of years in. Well, like you are Hope College in Michigan and Point Park are probably the ones I set that are going to be setting the most years in. Yeah. Bryn Mawr, Drexel, those were like little, maybe a semester mm. or they were bringing me in to do some type of work. Um, but from Hope to Point Park, I have really started digging deep into the history um, on hip hop culture and really opening up their horizons to the form, even to those who, because at Point Park, I'm in the jazz majors curriculum, mm. which is a beauty that I'm not an elective. I'm part of the curriculum nice. for jazz majors. And I would only do it that way because I refused to take any jobs that saw hip hop as an elective. As a secondary form. <clears throat> yes. Um, now I do still teach that for non-majors, but I have... I am part of the jazz curriculum, which is beautiful. And to, to be on a tenure track is just, this was never a part of my, <laughs> I was like tenure. What's that? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I didn't start learning about tenure track until I started teaching in Michigan. And I was like, wait, there's a tenure track. Like what's that? And like started really asking questions. What, how is academia, academia, what is it? You mm. know what I mean? Because I was just going by fly. So it's now that I have a more of an understanding, I'm like, okay, yes, I need to get this tenure track. Yes, I need to set this because there's not many of us in the hip hop community that's on tenure track. And I think those that are, are the ones that are lecturers. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, two people have said to me, I'm probably the first female or the first period um, to be on a tenure track teaching hip hop dance forms. What? So I, you know, I've been asking around to other people if they're tenure and stuff like that. But as of right now, on the level that I'm teaching right now, uh, from what I'm understanding, no one is tenured. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. And she, my best friend. What you going to do? You mad. You want to be us, but you can't be. <laughs> just saying so we'll see so i start in fall so um, this summer i'm taking the time to get my book all put together for them um basically st- stating why i deserve tenure and um and think i am thankful that point park took the years that i put in at uarts and hope college and cut it down by three years because i shouldn't be up for it and on, until six years teaching at Point Park. So, uh, they so six years at Point me. Park, but they're putting those extra years in because you. Yes. So it's Listen. a blessing. Stars are in alignment. And then if I, right. And then if I stay for six years, I will become, I can be up for a professor. So once I go, once I knock on wood, get tenure, 
I would be associate professor. I would that would be promoted to. And then the next one would be professor. It's crazy. Strong J boo. because all this is behalf of Rennie Harris. Never would I think, never did I thought hip hop would take me this far. <laughs> never thought I'd be here well, doing shit. something I've been doing on the street, on the sidewalk, <laughs> in the house, in the living room, while my mom's paying money for me to learn how to point my feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to Rennie Harris for having you because I have you and now I have the life that I have because of you. So... Full circle. Full circle. I love you. So love you too, boo. You know, that's why we're here. (laughs) That's right. Now we're going to get into the juicy stuff of it. We're going to jump back into 2003. Oh my gosh. And moving (laughs) into LA. (laughs) When are you home broke down? (laughs) Yo, so I don't know how it happened. So it, it, again, alignment. I don't know how it happened. So I made the decision in fall of 2002 that I was going to move to LA and I hadn't, I hadn't figured out when I was going to go. And then the show, the montage show that Krista was doing was in January. And I was like, you know what, after the montage show, I'll finish with them and then I'll move to LA. And then I think it was just Diane or Ginger, Mandy, one of them was like, you know, Crystal's moving. I was like, to where they're like LA. I'm like, she hasn't said anything to me. So I was like, Crystal, are you moving to LA? She's like, yeah. After the montage show, I'm like, yo, I'm moving to LA after the montage show. And we just looked at it. It was like, so we going together. Yes, let's do it. So we get this new hall. So it was, so this, this, this move was the move of fucking hell. I, so first off my apartment caught fire the week before we left. Then I got a tooth infection and found out that I was allergic to penicillin three days before we left. And then two days before we left, it was one of the winter storms of the century that dropped like 12 inches for European people, 24 centimeters of snow. So then I'm at my best friend's house, my best friend's grandmother's house because our apartment, my apartment caught fire. So I'm staying there. And then the U-Haul gets stuck in a snowbank in the driveway. Cause we were in Maniunk and the streets are like <laughs> yes. two feet wide. Oh my gosh. So then Chris and I, and then we go, I think your stuff was at your uncle's house or something. Yes. I was in Mount Airy. Yeah. So we got there and then we're like, okay, cool. We locked up, we loaded, let's go loaded. on the road. Ready to go. We get on we get on the on-ramp we get on the on-ramp of the highway of 76 we were on city line avenue i remember yes coming from mount area coming around lincoln out oh my god and the car just goes (laughs) (laughs) so we sit and then of course we sit and i so i call <laughs> oh and I'm my like, God. yo, the truck broke down. They're like, oh, we'll bring some, we'll get somebody out there to help you shortly. And then it took them like what a half hour or oh. something. And the battery I died. Mind you, there for February in Philadelphia okay. in winter. The battery died. So we don't even have heat now. So we're sitting in a freaking U-Haul 
on the Barely. side of the on-ramp of the highway with all of our shit packed in it and my car and my Altima on the back on a trailer. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Your car was on the back of it. So then the tow truck, the fixer come, finally comes. He's like, yeah, we got to tow it and we can get you another truck tomorrow. And we're like, no, another, no, 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 no. I'm not. No, we're on the road now. <laughs> Dude drives us to the U-Haul place and there's a guy there and gives us the key and just leaves. Oh my God. Do you remember? So we, I had to call Dave to come to and repack. help us unpack and repack a U-Haul and the U-Haul they gave us was half full. That's right. The gas, the gas was half full. So then we repack, we get on the road, we get, we're driving overnight. We stop at, we're driving through a snowstorm. <laughs> it starts snowing again. We stop at a rest stop. Chris will use oh the bathroom. Gosh. I get something to eat. Then we go, we get in the car and we're, and I'm driving. And Crystal's like, I don't have my cell phone. <laughs> and this is in 2003 before like GPS and find my phone. Right. And these were like right. flip phones. Like I was, was going to say, I think I had a flip phone. Yeah. It was a clamshell from Sprint with the blue light. I remember it. So I, I don't know how story. far we drove. <laughs> before she realized that she didn't have her phone and we were in the snow and we we're in the snow. So I have to turn around, go back down the highway to a <laughs> rest stop to see if her phone's her still phone. there. So we go. So oh I parked the car. I parked the U-Haul. She runs in. <laughs> I'm looking around the U-Haul to see if it's like, if it fell out in the car or something, she goes in, it's not in the back. She's like, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Something tells me to look at the parking spot that we were at before. And there's a car there. Mm -hmm. There's a new car there. Cause again, this is like 30, 40 freaking minutes later. Right. Exactly. And I look down in the cell phone, the car magically stopped before it hit the phone. It was right in front of the tire of the new car. That was, that was God. And it was still snowing. So it was almost buried in snow. I just happened to see the <laughs> yes. blinking light. Cause I had been calling the phone. So you had like missed calls for me. So the red light was blinking. Oh Lord. And then. Oh, that was a trip. Oh, it gets better. Oh. Do, you remember, do you remember when we got to Texas at the, <laughs> at the rest stop at the gas station? <laughs> Yo, why? Only us. Do you, do you, do you, remember, us. Do you remember this part of the story? Cause I wasn't there. You had to show it to me on the dude, was that the, the one where the guy backed into something? <laughs> he, back, he drove straight into the barrier. <laughs> he was drunk. I don't know. The heat got him or something. We were there was so many things. It was a what the gas station was literally on a dirt lot. There was it nothing. Was dirt. It, there was nothing around. And somehow this dude. We was definitely in the country. <laughs> and then we're driving. <laughs> and at a certain point, it was only. A Christian radio station, <laughs> news talk radio, or static. So, you know, Crystal and I, you know, we'll sing songs loud and stuff. Like, ah, ah, blah, 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 blah. we're like, oh, okay, we can get through this. Literally acting up. And then after a certain point, we didn't talk for like two, three hours because it was like, what I we can't say? say anything. And then we, we decided to days. stop. Then we decided to stop by the Grand Canyon. Yes. 
which was we were like, I don't know if I, I don't know if we have time. Do we have money for? We're like, you know what? We're doing it. Let's, do Let's it. just do it. And it was that was beautiful. It was the best. We had we so much fun. We really. Did. And then we leave the Grand Canyon. And oh wait, do you remember we we found this uh, family that was driving cross country? And they were in a, they were in a, they were in a camper and like, yes, we would just see each other passing back and forth. And then we would drive together for like miles and just, okay, they're leaving or we're going to a rest stop. And then somehow another 10 hours later, we'd be back on the road together. We would meet up again. (laughs) But then we leave the Grand Canyon and it's dark. So we leave the Grand Canyon. It was a pit stop and we weren't supposed to do it, but then it's getting dark and all these trucks are like almost hitting us. Like, you remember, like they're coming up fast and like, yeah. And my car's on the back. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I look out the driver's side window and the road is just black. Cause we're in Arizona at this point. There are no street lights on the highway <laughs> or anything. And it's just black. The, the light, the light, the lighting wiring on the yes. U-Haul went out. So we had no lights on the back of the truck or my car. That's right. Like we had the headlights in the front so we could see, but the reason why the trucks were coming up so fast because they couldn't see us in the dark. So I'm on the phone with U-Haul, but this is in 2003 where cell phone service isn't good. So the call drops every two minutes. They're like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the desert. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. But you, but sir, where are you? You asked me that shit one more time. We ain't got GPS. Then we get to LA, which was nice. And we went to, I dropped off at Jules's house, Jules's apartment on Highland and Olympic in the orange and Olympic, something like that. I think something like that. Yeah. And then we started auditioning and we start, you know, we started meeting all the friends that we had met before you had went out before and had taken classes. Yeah. We went out twice. Me, Dwayne and Jules. Yeah. We flew out there twice to get a feel this is what I really wanted to do. And then I'm the second trip. It was there twice or three times, but whatever trip it was, I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. I want, I want to make the move. Elisa said I did it and right. tried. And then flips moved in with me once I got my apartment. Oh the, my gosh. The dancer house oh, is the dancer's house. Yes. With peanut Chuck would come over. Dwayne was there for a little bit. Dwayne. Well, he was supposed to be my roommate. Right. <laughs> and then <laughs> I had my own apartment, there. but I pretty much yes. lived there. I was taking yes, care of the house when y'all was out and stuff. Yo, do you remember? Even Manway <laughs> would come you over. There? So LA gets super hot. And this house was just like full sun all day. Like it had no cross breeze or anything. I don't do even you- think I had AC, did I? No, we had to buy one. And this is what happened. Do you remember Peanut? Yes. <laughs> Oh Lord, what she do? It's so hot in here. I think I see Mufasa. That's where I got that from. <laughs> I still say that to this day. That was I, like, I see the drives. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, and then I had leather couches. On leather top couches. Of that. We was sizzling, yo. We was sizzling, but that was the house, though. But that was the house, and then and then on the Janet audition because oh Peanut God, was assisting was Gil. We had yes. Aisha was there. Jessica Castro oh was God. there. Me, yep. you, uh, Dawn, I think Dawn Noel came in. Dawn Noel came over. Uh, Victor, sound, is that when Sammy came? Sammy came over. Uh, Victor Rojas was oh at God. the process. Um, was it Manway? 
I think Manway was there too. Yo, there were like 30 people, 30, 30, 35 dancers Trying in this apartment, sense. like learning the routine and just, but then also partying and chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the best though. Those I were told, good times. We, we were there at a good time. The, I call it the golden era of LA and everybody agrees with me. It was. I really do. We had so much fun. We did everything like we did everything together. The barbecues, we would call them dancer dance events. Dance events, the carnival. Carnival, yo! I haven't talked to anybody about carnival. I don't know how that hasn't come up because it still goes. It's still happening. Yeah, I know, but crazy because yeah, we both performed at carnival. Mm -hmm. We did the house piece with Emiko and Vanessa. Yeah. Which was and then dope. I was topless. I yeah. can't believe I was topless. No, that, that was the, the piece, that was the piece one. with Eclipse. Yes, but yeah. we had painting, but I was the lightest one. <laughs> so Thanks, I told Eclipse. so I told this story with Jules, and you might hate me for it, but oh lord, no, just that when we first moved, neither one of us had an agent, and we were relying on our yes. friends. And we would both like, and the auditions at that time was girls go at one time, guys go at another time. Yes. And we would both like, yo, I made it to the end. Okay. So I'll see you in a little bit. Yo, I made it to the end of my call. I'll see you at the end. And then we both walk out and just be like, <laughs> fat burger. Yo, <laughs> that's what I said. See, <laughs> fat burger and Denny's Denny's on Burbank. Especially after the Beyonce audition. I was like, I'm upset. Fat burger. Yeah. <laughs> we would sit I need there. To eat fat. We would sit there and just depression eat. Talk about it. Pancakes with loads of syrup, burgers, fat burger. Do you know, I still, I still tell my students about that audition, how he started 30 minutes early. Um, Frank, Frank, for Beyonce, Beyonce. I tell my students that all the time, like be on time. And I don't mean when they say it's going to start. I mean, like before that. Yeah. Because you might get a Frank who will start 30 minutes early. Just like I'm ready to go. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm there on time and I'm 32 counts behind already. <laughs> yeah, I tell my students that all the time. We went to so when we first when we first got there, my birthday was a month later, and I had got us tickets to Will and Grace. Oh my god, that was the best time ever. And we went twice. We did one. Because one episode, because we made friends with the the pre-show, like the warm-up guy, the audience warm-up oh, guy. Oh, yeah, he liked you. He liked you us. Like, well, yeah. But how can you not? Right. It's, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's us. That's why shit happens to us. The way we did a lot in L.A. We the did a lot happened. in L.A. Yeah, we did. And then the one episode was the Madonna episode. Yeah. With Will and Grace. We didn't know that. And then there was another time, Deborah Messing. The, see, this was the second time I know we went... Cause the second time I was like, Deborah, I love you. And she, and she like blew a kiss at me and I like jumped and pretended I fell. She was like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) Yo, yo. Oh my gosh. How about when we went, Oh, when we went to the Steve Harvey party at the Playboy Mansion. Yo, I don't even know how, I don't even know how I got those tickets. I don't know, but that was a great time. We went to the Playboy Mansion. um, Yes. And we met K Sly and the other dude from what was what was it? The Beat 105, six, whatever the radio station was. Something. One of the radio stations. And people are like, oh, who are you two? We're like, 
We got and I met t- DMC. I met Daryl from Run DMC. He was there with um, the chick that used to, Shirley and Laverne, um, the blonde hair one. Who's Shirley and Laverne? Mom, what's the lady with the blonde hair? I, I, I know. Uh, I she's, a, Marshall, she's a director Penny now. Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Is it Penny? Penny Marshall. But she passed away. Yeah. Didn't she pass away? Yeah. I, did she? She was there. I was drunk as a skunk. Yo. Funny conversation. Open bar. That party was lit. Yo. That party was lit. Yo. I don't know how we survived <laughs> LA for the amount of consumption we had in the first three months we were there. <laughs> but we always read, ran into celebrities. Yo. Constantly. Okay, so do you remember? Okay, so the singers from the backup singers for Jill were on tour with another artist who was Leela James. Yes. And we went to see them. Yes. Vic- yep. Vic- Victor Victor Duplay happened to be there. And we that's had to. Him. Right. And that's when Raphael Sadiq didn't realize that's who the hell I was talking to was like. Right. Because Leela, yeah. Leela James, it just so happened, I was doing an internship at Maverick, or I was working part-time at Maverick Records, and I got her release CD, and I did an online review of it, like, this girl is going to be dope, you got to listen up for it, and it just so happened that uh, the girls called you and like, hey, we're going to see us, like, yo, this is what I was talking about. So Chris and I are jamming, because Victor is DJing that night, because he's friends with yes. her, and then, you know, we getting down, we're doing our thing, and Raphael Sadiq starts talking, I don't realize it's Raphael Sadiq, he's like, oh, so uh, are you a choreographer? I'm like, yeah, I just moved here from Philly, uh, it's my best friend, uh, we're dancing, blah, 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 he's like, cool, I like the way you, I like the way you guys move, I'm working on some project, we should, we should link up, I'm like, yeah, how can I find you? And he hands me his card and walks away, and I, and I, I go, Crystal? I just talked to Raphael Sadiq. It would have been so just like nonchalant, like we chilling. Then, like okay. Do you remember, again, I don't know how this happened, but we ended up going to a party for Anthony Hamilton and Michelle and Diego yes. Cello. Yes. And partying yes. with them, just like they're standing next to us, talking to us. Like we're like. She has a concert coming up. I'm thinking about going to, but yeah, I remember that. Michelle and Diego Cello. Dude, that was. Yeah, that's crazy. It was Anthony's show and Michelle was on the floor with us. Or was it Michelle's show and Anthony was on the floor? Because we saw Fatima too. Yeah, yep. Saw Fatima that night. And we'd be like, why is she always where we are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you at our parties? Right. <laughs> we we trying to live the Hollywood life, but we didn't know we was up in it. And then, how do we get to Star Shoes? That was Homeboy. Uh the girl that I met at Koresh that lived in LA, Nicole. Oh, so, oh, okay. I didn't realize that you met Nicole in Philly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I thought I was moving to LA and that's how we connected. Dancing yeah. Moon. I miss her. Her yes. boyfriend was Jamie who was DJing. Yes. And then the Marcus Wyatt parties. Yeah. <laughs> Those parties. Oh, yeah. What was the was party at Paramount we went to when you were working there? That wasn't Marcus. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God. When I used to work at Paramount, <laughs> that's so crazy. The things we did. Yo, this was all in the first like six months. That, yeah, because we weren't even there. Yeah. You lived there what? For two years? Three years? I don't even know. Well, anyway, I lived you there. You lived there for a year, then you left and you came back and then you finally moved out. That's right. And we came back that's to right. the East Coast. So maybe it was three years. Maybe. Oh, that was the good old days. But, you know, L.A. was a great experience. 
Because even though I may not have booked a lot of things, we were surrounded by A-listers all the time. I, I brought this up to you. Uh, we were sitting, I don't, know if, I don't know if you had moved back to Philly, but I remember us talking on the phone and I was like, Crystal, do you realize that all of our friends are people that we have like looked up to for the last 10 years? Like Teresa, uh, Teresa, Allison, Br- yeah. uh, Brian Freeman. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, we are not having this conversation. <laughs> I'm giving that conversation. No. 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 I think where you was about to go with that. All right. We'll leave. We'll leave that one. We'll leave that one. That's for another day. Uh, Was that at Chuck's house or was that at? uh, Party. That was at Chuck's party. That was Chuck's Thanksgiving party. I just know it was a party. Yeah. Oh, Lord, that's party. when he lived in Burbank. Oh, my Lord, I'm crying. Yeah, oh, I knew exactly where you was going. <laughs> but no, because I remember I was a big fan of Lizette. And I was like, I need to find this girl. I want to go take her to class. So Nick and Lizette was like our peeps? Yeah, we started doing, I started, we started doing warm-ups for them. Yeah. Yo, and I, I, remember, like, this is a <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Because. I'm used, I was used to your warm up and I know what warm up is because on the East Coast, we actually do warm up. But on, right. on the West Coast in LA, it's like touch your toes, bend over, snap, snap, let's go. Let's go. Crystal, <laughs> Crystal did like two minutes of her like warm up sequence and people were dying. That like we didn't even bad. get through one song. And it was like we were supposed to do like three songs of warm up. And they were like, oh, 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 oh okay, okay, we warm. It's, uh, we were like, <laughs> Yes. I was like, you sure I can stretch? She was like, yeah, we're good. No, no, we're good. <laughs> that was funny. That was the best. That was the best. We had such a great time. Ooh, Chuck, Chuck, Allison, Gustavo, Julius, Allison, Teresa, Maris. Reno. Reno. Mm-hmm. Lindsay. Did you say Lindsay? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Teresa's Angie. Did you say Angie? Angie! Little Angie. Yeah. And then, okay, so while you were in LA, you ended up dancing with the Groovaloos. That was crazy. Yeah, because uh, Beat Freaks were, they had to go do something. So I was just uh, placing until they can come back and do the Groovaloos show. And that was pretty exciting. And I did a, a breaking section and Teresa's choreography. Yeah, that was a great opportunity. Yeah, to Snoop. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. And, and funny. that was with. Yes, that was with um, Atheon before he took off the where where he with is his comedy. Uh, yeah, um, what you call it from um, Jabberwockies? Rain, oh, raining, raining, right? Raining, raining. Yeah, um, I tried to think. Wishbone. Randy was JD there. Randy, Randy, Randy was Wishbone, and then yeah. JD J, uh, JD McElroy was with you guys as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Steve-O. Uh, Stilo was there. Stilo, that's actually who I was going to say. And Steve Stanton. Yes. Yeah. And Flips, Oscar. Oscar, yes. Flips and Duna were the breakers. Yes. Yo. That was and, crazy. And I ended up doing PR for them because I worked in advertising. Because that's what you do. do right. <laughs> that's what you do. We always stay connected somehow. But that was a great opportunity. 
that was an awesome opportunity. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yo, I got and to, to be with a group that all does. What's that? Too. I said, plus to be with a group who's danced with like major artists. Yeah. And, and not just be with the group, but, and not just call them friends, but actually be friends with them. Yeah. That shuts me out. Like sometimes when they like, oh, Crystal. And I'd be like, you remember me? Like <laughs> you dance for this person and that person and you doing X, Y, and Z. Dude, when you left, everybody was like, yo, where's Crystal? <laughs> I was like, she's in Philly. Is she coming back? No, she moved. Oh, tell her I said hi. She needs to come back and visit. I'm like, yo, when you're coming back, because everybody's asking for you. I'm here, but nobody cares. But <laughs> they do care. He's so silly. <laughs> but those are the good old days. But I'm glad I went to LA because it's it changed the way I danced. And yeah. what changed me was Tavares Wilson. Mm. His jazz class. Tavares' class molded my body for LA choreography. Mm-hmm. And to this day, his class is, I tell my students, go take Tavares' class, go take his class. It's a whole nother engaging in the body. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember my first audition. Um, oh my God, it was Jason and what's the chick, the black girl I used to dance for Janet, the ball head? Sh- uh, what's her name? Uh, Seanette. Seanette. She saw me outside with sweats and like a shirt. And she was like, are you from the East Coast? Immediately. Before I even walked in the door. I was still outside. I was like, oh, God. You know why? Because I hated that shit. Because we, when we go to auditions on the East Coast, we wear dance clothes. We wear sweatpants and a T-shirt. Yeah. Shorts and a T-shirt. In L.A., you got to come in. You got to come like wardrobe dressed you. Like, I don't want (laughs) to dance in my good ass clothes. Like, I don't want to get my good clothes dirty. Like, what the hell? You're looking. You need to see what my dance looks like. Not my clothing style. So thanks to peanut taking me to Tavares class, help mold my body. And then being in class with her and watching her, how she moved. I was just oh, amazed. I was like, yo, I remember peanut started <laughs> teaching the Afro fusion class. Oh my God. I was so good. That's when I hurt my back. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks peanut. No, <laughs> she was great. Though. I loved her class though. The good old days. The good old days. And then with Pete, with Pat and Pete and Sugar, Sugar Pop. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we would hang out with them all the time. It's Skeeter Rabbit. Oh, fucking Skeeter. Oh. Actually, I, so I just sent you a picture from uh, B-Boy Summit. And I actually right. have a picture because Skeeter was, it was me, Skeet, you, Pete, and Pop, and one other person on the dance floor inside just like covered in sweat. sweat. Because that's what we did. That's yep. what we did. Yep. It's so true. It's so true. Oh. LA, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went what I did. Um, because now I just feel like it's a whole new world. It is. And especially with social media and want to know how many followers you have and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I feel like it's really hard now for, yeah. for people to really get a job. And I'm so glad I went with you. Me too. Remember when we auditioned? Shanti, who went to class, took my class at UArts. I mean, at Koresh is now like, oh, what, a billionaire with fitness? Yep. With the Shanti workouts and yep. stuff. And sanity. We and... The- yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was in my class at Koresh, which is crazy. And he's doing amazing. But um, when we went to that audition, he was like, I'm so sorry. You're too good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Remember they didn't want us because right. we were too good? 
I was like, I'm sorry, how does that work out? (laughs) I can act like I don't know how to dance. (laughs) Can I go back and try again? Like that is really I totally forgot about that one. Hey, you guys are amazing, but you would outshine the artist. (laughs) Why didn't you tell us before we came? You know how we dance. Yeah. (laughs) Funny thing, Sean Sean and I met at Sweat. I was a, I was a teacher at sweat and he was teaching at sweat. And then we auditioned together for Missy Elliott. I'm hot. And we choreographed and we choreographed it at the dance house, 1242 and a half. I love it. Oh my gosh. Freaking world. It really is. It really is. Yo. Okay. I have, I have, I have two more stories. So one, okay. I remember because we moved when we got to L.A., it was Valentine's Day. Yes. It was the 14th yes. of February. Yeah. And we were driving around running errands and it was like seven o'clock at night. We're like, yo, we got to hurry up because this, the stores are going to close because we're used to the East Coast closing. And we were like, wait a minute, we could buy until two we're- o'clock in the morning here. And we went to the <laughs> we went to the store and came out with bad <laughs> out of control. But wait, we took our first class on Valentine's Day with Maya. And it was, uh, whose class did we take? DJ? No, what's his name? What was his name? Who? I mean, I'm scared to say his name because he was the one that was on, he used to work with, um, oh, I'm messing up. He was on, um, what was that dance show? Best Dance Crew. Shane Sparks? Wasn't it? It was his class we took on Valentine's Day, wasn't it? And Maya was there. Oh, Yeah. Yo, yeah. I forgot about that shit. And I was like, what is Maya doing here on Valentine's Day? <laughs> and that's when I was like, there's too many. But now it's sad because of what happened. But I yeah. remember being in that class, like, there's too many little kids up in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was at Millennium. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we moved quickly to Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> the only time he was really at Millennium was like, if Pete taught class. If Peter Pop like, had a master class. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing I was going to say was, how the hell did that squirrel look dirty? From um, Saturday Night, Night Live, Live. With Janet. Oh, okay, because it was Janet. Okay, so it was Janet because we were watching. It- <laughs> and what was his name? I can't think of his name now. Uh, he was the one that was in the accident, the comedian. Yeah, the crazy I black dude. I can't think of his name because he has a. The show is called OG. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yes, that's where look dirty. Yeah. Yes. I mean, do, <laughs> we, do you remember wash and wash, shampoo, shampoo, shampoo. dried up? <laughs> All those. The stripper dance. The <laughs> stripper dance. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yo, those were good days. Those were the days. And then you oh, came to Sweden. To watch. What's that? No, I was going to say, remember we went to the movies to watch, um, which dance movie was out? The one with um, B2K. You got served. You got served. When we all went to the movies with everybody yep. that was in it. <laughs> and acted a fucking fool. At the movie theater. Yes, we did. But yes, I came to Sweden to your world during the worst time because it was cold. It was <laughs> so cold. But it was so beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. And I went to the studios that you taught. You t- and then and I, I had to teach class. class. And you had me teach class. Yeah. It was a good time. And then the first night I didn't sleep for 24 hours. Yeah. 
was that because that was night. that because of me taking you out or was that because yeah, you we were went to the club yeah. <laughs> no we went to the club and then i slept all day the next day you were like uh it's like four <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon you're like uh it's like six <laughs> you slept all day yeah i like sweden i gotta come back during the summer now you do i have to come back during the summer but now you're coming here. Yes. I'm so excited. I haven't been home in three years. That's crazy. Thanks to the pandemic. Yeah. That's been an Thanks, interesting Coco. ride. Yo, I remember. Right. So funny. So I was in Jamaica for Steve's wedding and I was flying back and you were like, did you wear a mask? I was like, why would I wear a mask on a plane? Do you wear a mask <laughs> on a plane when you fly? <laughs> Now like, look gamble. at us. I still wear my mask. No, but you were like, Gamble, there's like a disease happening or something. <laughs> I was like, I ain't hear nothing about it. No one else. My flame was wearing it. And then literally a week later, shut down. Shut down. You were like, so this is what Crystal's talking about? Oh, oh. that. Okay. That That's what I need a mask for. <laughs> oh, that's why you're asking. Okay, so then let's 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 go back into you and your magical stuff. So you also had okay. Slither Dance Project. Slither Dance Project. This was once um, Montage took a pause, and I wanted to start up a pickup company and called it Slither Dance Project. Called it Slither because I wanted to slide in and out of movement, mm-hmm. meaning that I really didn't want to be labeled. I have to put a label on the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to, like, if I wanted to go tap or jazz or modern or hip hop, I wanted to be able to slither through mm-hmm. different dance forms. So that's kind of like where slither came from. So we did our first piece, which is called um, Hometown by Adele, mm-hmm. um, which started off great. I started with four girls and then I was about to start another piece. And then I got the job to Michigan. So that ended really quickly, but it was going to be a pickup company. And I've been thinking about this for many years, starting a company. Cause a lot of people were just like, I want to dance for you. I want to dance for you. And, um, I kind of slide away from it. Once the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I do have an idea of something I want to start, but I don't want to blast it. No, yet no, no, no. Until- save it. Yes, I'm going to save it, but there is something I'm in the progress of working on. And that came about when I started hearing about the whole tenure process and that I may be the first one to receive tenure teaching hip hop dance forms. And I was like, there's something I want to leave. Like, I feel like there's something I need to step up and do. So um, hopefully within a year that will be broadcast and people will know what is happening next for crystal dope and it's something i want to create into my retirement so yeah okay and i officially when my body's like no more teaching (laughs) (laughs) which i'm slowly getting there but yeah so you're not you're getting your body your body's doing right right now yeah and it's funny because i just called the therapist for physical therapy to get that started in july on my body i get it right with my achilles I need nice. my Achilles together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then one more thing, you were yes. assistant director for Rennie Harris raw. Yes, I was, but I didn't really get to do a lot. I got to do a little bit, which I did set, um, uh, a th- what do you want to say a three medley song? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, it started with hometown, the piece that I said it on slither 
Rennie saw it and wanted me to set it on raw. And then I added two more pieces to it to extend it. Um, and they got to perform it a couple of times. Um, but it was a great to be a part of that. And actually, when I was just in Miami uh, for the Rennie Harris University, he has, which I'm thinking about joining and getting certified because I, I want I need I want more information knowledgeable wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, as well as teaching, but I'm looking for more in-depth information because I would like in university world, academia world to become a lecturer as well. Um, to lecture more on hip hop dance forms. But um, wait, I lost track because I started running my mouth. <laughs> what am I doing? What are we ready? What was the question? It's raw. <laughs> oh, raw. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I went down a rabbit hole. But it, it was beauty. You know, I want to say I'm honored and blessed that Ronnie continues to bring me in a part of his world. That even though I don't dance for the company anymore, it's not like, okay, bye, see you later. I wish you the best. I'll stay in contact because we do stay in contact. But I appreciate that he constantly brings me on to his festivals to come and teach or um, just brings me into certain things within the Rennie Harris Pro Movement organization, the machine, where, however you want to look at it. So I am honored and blessed that he still brings me on for that. Yeah. And he just had you reset one of his pieces on Pope Park. Pope yes, Park. I just reset. Yeah. And it's the first time, too, because um, I reset uh, I reset and restaged Exodus, which uh, he created for Alvin Ailey's uh, dance company. And it's the Point Park is the first, I want to say, school or just first in general that he's ever set Exodus on somebody else. Hmm. So to have the opportunity to, to set that work that was based on Ailey on his students was a huge honor for his students. And on top of that, to what an honor to have them learn from my mentor who is still living. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So not only are they hearing and learning the things from me, but now they're also had the opportunity to hear him speak and to learn from him and, and his movement was really a blessing because a lot of the times the work that the kids are learning are they're learning Fossey's work. He's not mm-hmm. living Graham's work is you know, she's not living, you know, they're learning from choreographers, but they're learning from somebody down, down the line down. this Yeah. So now to learn someone who's alive and then you're learning it from me as well down the line, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that was a great opportunity for them. And they're like, when is he coming back? They, <laughs> you know, people loved his work. They were really touched. And to see them crying and be emotional, to finally see your students know what it's like to connect like that on stage, mm. now they're they're forever changed. Yeah. And that is going to go with them far. Now oh. you're making me emotional. <laughs> yeah. And then yes. Jules mentioned that apparently he wants to reset Roman Jules with the original cast. Probably not me, because I'm jacked up. But I don't know. I know he is resetting Roman Jules. What? Um, because, yeah, um, I thought a while ago he did, like, a thing for it to, like, gain money. So mm-hmm. to help pay, to bring dancers in and rehearsals and stuff like that. But I know it is in the works. That That's the plan. That is that dull. Oh, my back. God. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I, I mean, wait I don't know. He may that. ask me, but... I can't get out of Point Park, especially now that I'm gone for tenure. That'd be crazy. Listen, well, we might be able to make something work. 
Yeah, Gar- Garfield would be like, "Oh, you doing that? We can make yeah. an exception." Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You're 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 doing a legendary piece with a legendary choreographer that we've actually had here with our students, and you work in this unit. Yeah, we can make that work. And it was a, you know, it really resetting Exodus really tapped me into. It's been a long time since I have to learn somebody else's choreography. Mm-hmm. Not only learn it, but learn it off of a video. So I don't have Rennie there teaching me. Nobody's teaching me. I had to learn off a video. I haven't done that in years since I learned if I was your girl. You know, when we (laughs) learned. That's how we used to learn choreography. (laughs) And because of that, thank God. But these kids today, because of social media. Oh, right. They, it's now, it's like a skill. They pick it up so fast now. But they pick up steps. They don't pick up dance. Right. That's true. So I had to come in on that aspect There's a difference. To, to fill that in. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Wow. The world has changed. But thank God we came up when hip hop was coming up. So yeah. we know because these hip hop, these rap songs, I don't know. I call it crap. I don't understand. I don't understand what they're saying. It's crap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Did we C-rap. skip anything crap. else? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was telling my, my students, I was like, yeah, back in the day, I thought I was an MC. I was called MCCC. And they were like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I said, yeah, exactly. That's what I said, too. My name I is Mike Skeet. This, this, was, this, was, this was my rap when I was nine. Okay. My name is Mike Ski in the place to be. I love to rap so viciously. I still remember that for some odd reason. That was I, I Mike, Ski. Mike Ski was my MC name. MC Mike Ski. <laughs> love it. But I think that was just us, like, I was always trying to learn how to do graffiti. Yeah. I was trying to learn how to drop bars. Like I was trying, but I didn't learn how to DJ. I wasn't, that was not. But, but that's because it was the, as you said, we grew up in it. It wasn't a thing. It was, it was life. It was life. That's yes, what it was. Literally. So we were in it. We were, we were. And thankful to know the pioneers that we do. Like mm-hmm. from Pete and, and Boogaloo Sam to like, um, Don Campbellock to um, then you're going like Wiggles and then you have the Rocksteady crew with uh, Crazy Legs and all like meeting all of them like and then they see you and they're like hey Crystal and you're right. like huh? Flow Master Ken Swift like what? Flow, Food <laughs> Stretch all of them it, it's crazy Marjorie everyone now not Lollipop and um, I'd love seeing them though but mm-hmm. Lollipop and um, oh my Anna. god Tony, uh, Anna no, and Anna Tony. is Lollipop, Tony Basil. Yes, Tony mm-hmm. Basil. Yes. It's just crazy. You're beautiful. We came up right in the right time. We did. And now we get to tell our stories and continue to be now legendary. Now we get to tell our stories. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right, so before we go, there's, yes. one, more, there's one more part, a uh, special treat that we have. As okay. you know, I'm Gamble. I'm Chris Styles. <laughs> I bought. Oh, no. I'm scared. Stop. <laughs> Watch your face. Fix your face. What? I bought a roulette table filled with 16, 16 shot glasses. Each shot glass represents, uh, they have numbers on them. There's a question that coincides. So we spin the magic roulette ball and okay. it lands a number. You answer the question. And typically you would have so. to do a shot. And Jules was like, can I? Do, she was like, "Do you want me to go get a shot now?" I was like, "No, but no. <laughs> she's I like, can I can get one. Her. It's fine. 
But Jules had a dope ass idea. She was like, what we need to do is we need to do, we should actually do this as part of the one year anniversary special is get all of us together on a conference call and have drinks. We all have to have a drink or whoever doesn't drink, do like orange juice or something, but then just talk all of us together. Like me, you, Pete, Monsell, oh my Flips. gosh, like Please. that would be dope. We got to make it happen. We have to. It's happening. I'm just going to say it. We're going to do it. Maybe we'll do it when I'm home. Mm. Okay, let's do it. Oh, here comes Dior. He wants to chat. <laughs> hey, Didi. All right. So you game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Spinning the magic. Let's do it. Spinning to magic. Spinning, 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 spinning. What's the number, Dior? 25. Did Jules just have this one? I Uh-oh. think I just did this one. Okay. You want to do a different one? 25. Where are you? Yeah. It's the okay, least it's a different one. Well, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's least desirable job, but the gig paid enough. So you did it anyway. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you want to do another one? Yeah, I'm sure there is one. I did. I, I'm positive. There's a job I did. All right. Uh, well, I didn't want to do it. Oh, we all have one. Yeah. 17. All right. 17. This is it. We've had this one a while ago. I forget who it was. Artist okay, or job you would never work with again. Oh, artist or job you would never work with again. Again. I haven't really had. I have one that I complained about. There's somebody. <laughs> I love that you're asking me. You know what it, because you know what it is is I I, I guess is I'm going to say this because I don't want to say their name, uh-huh. but there was a person I worked for and I can never. I don't know how they run business and don't return calls mm. until like up until the event. Okay. And that drove me crazy. But would and you I do- was always like, I don't, I don't think I would work for them again because of that. I'm like, dude, like I'm hounding you and you ain't responding. And it's your gig. <laughs> and it's your gig. I'm kind of dealing with that now too. But, but, uh, <laughs> All right. Because it's the one year anniversary special. Let's say third time to charm. Let's do another one. Third time charm. Let's do it. I'm still trying to think who paid me. Come on, give me a good one. 36. This is it. What is 36? It's gonna be a good one, dear. Uh, this is actually a really good one for you. And I think okay. I know the and I think I know the answer. Oh gosh. Celebrity you've worked with that you've had a crush or fling with. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I didn't really work with them, but they were on tour with us. Who? Common. Yeah, uh, that's what, that's that's exactly who I thought you were going to say. He Listen. opened up for Jill Scott. Yes. Yo. Oh my God, that that is the whole thing is just crazy. I had such a crush on him, and then after that, after so many years, and then to run into him in Japan and get backstage tickets to his concert is just crazy. And he's like, she's family. I'm like, no, I don't want to be family. <laughs> I want to be a woman. <laughs> I don't want to be family. I want to be your woman. Well, but yes, that's, that's, that's a type of family. Sense. That's a type of family. Yeah, I, but I you guess, want, I, but you, you didn't want family. You want to be family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll take that. But yeah, I common was who I thought it was. Cause I remember, yes. I remember when you called, you messaged me from Japan. It was like, you would never believe who I just ran into. You never <laughs> believe you sent me the picture. I was like, Yo, of course, that's it aligned. I thought it was a sign. You know what I'm saying? Every, again, our life is in alignment. <laughs> Everything comes to us. 
Thank you. And I told you my motto this year is to give everything to God. Like Mm. I have truly practiced letting go of control of what's going on in my career and in life. And I really just try to let God steer it for me and not try to take control. And it's been, it's been a great ride. It's been a really good ride. He's good. Yeah. He is good all the time. Nice. All right, baby now girl. Now we preach it on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we about so, to have service. <laughs> message. Literally. <laughs> Literally. All right. Before we go, if people want to find yes. out more about Miss Crystal Frazier and her tenure track and all the the upcoming project in the next year, maybe uh, yeah. can they follow you? Can they find you online? Yes, you or can they find private? me on or both. Well, they can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's two, number two, the letter B, Crystals, C-R-Y-S-T-Y-L-Z, to be Crystals. Or you can just put in Crystal Frazier, you'll see my face. F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Um, yes, not Frazier with an S, but Frazier with a Z. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to email me, look at this one, looking at me. <laughs> You see deer looking at me. Uh, if it's, sorry. Like, why are you still um, talking? <laughs> he's like, can you hang up please and pet me? Um, if you want to email me, email me at crystal.l.frazier at gmail.mail. J-a-jot-com. More? Mm, I'm hungry. Crystal.l.frazier at gmail.com. There we go. Yes. Do you have a t- and you can find me on Facebook. Okay. Frazier. Crystal Frazier at Facebook. Do you have a shit talk? I mean, TikTok. Yeah, but I don't really post on that. I just go in there to look at do-it-yourself stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how to how to fix things and make things. <laughs> Dope. But yeah. Oh, yes. my baby girl. Me up. I, love I love you, you. so much. I love and you I'm more. And I'm so proud of you. And so proud of you. Before we sign off, if you're not doing it already, make sure you follow at Gamble's Green Room on Instagram to stay up to date of all the wonderful guests that we have coming up. We're going into year two. You can also let me know who you want to see and who you want to hear from, and we'll try and get them on. Uh, I've been promising merch, and guess what? It's releasing. So stay tuned for that. And we got. I just. I just have more fun stuff and more fun people, more fun stories in store for you. So stay in touch with yes. it. I love you, baby girl. I can't wait to see you. I love you. We, are we are we gonna do our are we gonna do our pancake brunch on on absolutely uh, me you and Sammy absolutely. What's the name of the absolutely. place? Absolutely. Is it still open? Sabrina's. Sabrina's. On Pala Hill. Oh, no. By the art museum. Oh. All I know is chicken and waffles when we go. Listen, it's gonna be <laughs> on with mimosas. Oh, we gotta bring our own bottle, but we can do that. We can make it happen. Listen, only thing I said with mimosa, I'm, one way or another, we, we gonna this. have it. We're going to have it. We gonna, That's what we, right. What we're going to do, we're going to have mimosas. <laughs> and, we'll, and, then, and then we'll do Jules's, uh reunion conference, yes. Gamble's Green we Room. We have to do it. We'll, we I'll, I'll try and to. schedule that in while I'm in Philly. Yes, All we right. got to do it. Enjoy. Right. I love you so much. I will talk to you soon. Oh, yes. thank you for doing it. Thank you for being the one-year anniversary special, special edition thank episode. You. We'll talk soon. Thank you.